Hello, listeners. Welcome to Sound and Silence, a podcast giving voice to sound and the somewhat silence in between. As always, I'm your host, Sean Penalber, and joining us today we have... Meredith Nudo. Meredith Nudo. Meredith, what is your experience with sound? Well, I was in band and choir in high school. What did you play in band? Uh, saxophone. Oh my god. Yeah, alto sax. I still have mine, actually. My brother used it for a long time in high school, and uh, and now I have it back. I just need... I don't have any reeds. It's not in the best repair because of marching and everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I do... I do. One of my long-term goals is I, I want to have it fixed up and get back to remembering how to play. Um, I also... Um, I'm, I'm on hold right now for money reasons, but I want to get back into it. I'm taking singing lessons from Patty Rabaza, who is an excellent vocal coach. Uh, but, so that's my, I'm, I'm not, I'm more interested in learning about music than I am being a musician, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I, just, I like learning about it and knowing about it, but I don't have like rock star dreams yeah. or standing up in front of everybody at karaoke and blowing them all away. Like I still, I still do karaoke, but like. It's not my goal, but I love I love learning about it. Yeah. I love music is something that I kind of do more for myself, and occasionally I'll do something for fun with my friend Dan, uh, with our long running band Y2 Kazoo, where we just <laughs> sing and play kazoo and make silly songs. But oh, like, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love I love Y2 Kazoo, uh, but again, like it, it's born out of just more us wanting to make people laugh. Yeah, and, have and improv. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like we we don't necessarily want to take the show on the road or anything yeah. we we did a couple of shows back in college but like it's more for the fun it's more for the fun of it yeah like we don't take it one of our shows um the the goal and we told the the audience this the goal was to do like the worst possible show musically while still being entertaining <laughs> i made an album like that yeah and we had fun <laughs> so i mean I mean, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I'm a serious musician, but I am somebody who takes music seriously. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what is your experience with music? Uh, I guess you kind of... Yeah, I just, yeah. yeah. Uh, what does sound mean to you? Sound. Well, are we speaking also uh, verbally or just musically? Uh, right now, sound. And then sound. I will ask what is okay. music in the next well, question. Um, well, I'm also, as I, I spoke about music in the last one, but something that I do seriously and I do professionally is I'm also a voice actress. Yeah. Uh, and I did radio for a long time. So for me, obviously, sound is communication. Mm-hmm. Um, sound is an organic technology. Uh, yes. And while, and, and sound is also, uh, this is probably like a, a strange metaphysical, I don't think sound is always necessarily about the noises that things make. It's also about what, like the idea being conveyed because I think of things like um, American Sign Language Mm -hmm. to me that's still sound it's still communication it's still speaking it's still saying something I I kind of know what you mean and and in sound being like vibrations and movements you're still making movements in in some sort of vibration right it's conveying an idea still I mean it's visual but to me that's still a sound Uh, you, you speak too about things like silences and I think about uh, like John Cage's four minutes and 33 seconds the only the only song I know how to play on piano (laughs) Um, you know where where he still communicated something that the ambience is the sound or the ambience is the song the ambience is the so um, so sound is is both the sound and the absence of sound as long as something is trying to be communicated 
Wow, that's a great point. That's how I see it. Now, I'm, I might also be wrong, but like I said, this is it's more on a metaphysical level. And I also want to make sure that people who uh, are, are hearing impaired are not necessarily written out of the conversation. Yeah. Because they still, um, they can still feel vibrations. Yeah, I mean, look at Beethoven. Right. So I think to to reduce sound to what we perceive as sound, kind of... It's almost discriminatory. Yeah, it it erases people who are are hearing impaired, is how I see it. So, So we have to kind of broaden our definition of what sound is and what sound can accomplish while still not making it so broad as to basically be like, well, it's every sense. Yeah. Because that's not true either. Yeah. Uh, so what does music mean to you then? Well, I mean, like I said, I, I'm i more about learning about it yeah. than performing it. I've still performed, still had fun doing it. Um, but, you know, I, I've always had music in my life. My dad was a huge fan and a huge influence on my, my taste in music. So uh, in a lot of ways, music uh, connects me with people that I love. Mm. being able to share songs with each other Mm -hmm. because it's so special yeah one of my favorite activities that my dad and i used to do is we would sit down with our laptops on opposite sides of the um of the the living room and play each other like take turns playing each other a different song that either we thought the other would like or one that we know that the other person likes and just be like haha (laughs) we know that you love it and it would be interesting because like um what one person played would then spark an idea and the next person and vice yes. versa. So it was almost like, you, you know, the, our, our Wikipedia rabbit holes, bit of music yeah. where we, yeah. And almost we, we brought, you brought up improv a little bit earlier and I know you via the improv community mm-hmm. here. And, um, it's almost like, okay, so I, yes. And the mute, the song that you're playing me, and then I'm going to play you something back yeah. and you're going to yes. And it, and then you're going to, so like every time, even if some of the songs were the same because we knew the other person loved it, the order was always going to be different. Yeah. So unlike a playlist. It, uh, it was basically the funk provided yeah. in, in a way. Yeah. And um, incidentally, I've been listening to a lot of funk lately. Yeah, so. I remember you saying. Yeah. Uh, what do you hear right now? There's an airplane overhead. Uh, I hear the, the wind rustling in the trees. Um, there's somebody walking and they're... Oh, that's Jack. Oh, well, that's Jack. Uh, Jack's keys are clanging. Um, it is, it's very lovely to hear having been trapped in my house for the past year yeah. and several months. Yeah, I know what I, you mean. I've missed this. Like I, I live on a flight path, so I hear planes all the time, but like I hear them at home. It's cool to be out and hearing a plane and being like, oh wow, people are traveling. Yeah. And feeling, again. hearing a sound while you're in a different environment, like in the sun Yeah. Uh, versus in a house. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean... I like it. It's it's. I know that it's like hotter than Satan's ball sack out here, and I'm sweating so badly. But it's beautiful. Yeah. It's it's lovely. I, I I hate the heat, but I'm loving that I can be out here, and I'm feeling very uh, gracious for what we have mm-hmm. and the fact Being that present. yeah, and the fact that we survived this. Make a sound. Make sounds. <laughs> Make a sound that you believe only you could produce. <laughs> Make a cool sound. Make a not cool sound. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sing a note. Sing a high-pitched note. And a low pitch. Thanks, Patty. <laughs> Sing what you think is a B-flat. I can't sight read. <laughs> <laughs> Sing a number of notes. Oh, I'm scratchy. Improvise a lyricless song. She bop a scoodly bop, skiddly biddly doodly doodly boodly bop ba. Shoo bit up a soo bat da 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 ba. Shoo bat a skiddly diddly boodly doodly doodly shoodly doodly 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 foodly doodly doodly bop ba. Oh, I love that. Thanks. Name something that makes a sound. Kitties. Make that sound. What is a sound that you enjoy? Oh, wow. Um. I like the sound of bubbles. I like listening to aquariums. Yeah, I, love, I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't own an aquarium. I, I don't have enough space, and I also have a cat. That's not a good combination. But, like, if I was someone who could afford more than a one-bedroom, I would have a, like a, a nice big saltwater tank, and I would probably spend a lot of time just sitting next to the pump listening to it gurgle. Uh, they should just make a bubble machine. Yeah. Why, why even have the fishes, you know? Yeah. I mean, spend I, money feeding them. I spend a lot of time listening and watching ASMR videos. So I also like the sound of people uh, scraping soap and carving soap. Uh, I like the sound of people crunching sand. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, that's yeah. a popular thing lately. Yeah. I love, I love ASMR stuff. So that's, that's also a good sound. I love uh, like people tapping on things and mm -hmm. speaking softly. It's uh, very pleasant. What is a sound that bothers you? Nails on a chalkboard? I mean, I know it's cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. It's yeah. horrible. And I also just, I just don't like the sound chalk makes, period. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I find chalk very unpleasant. <laughs> it is, uh, but I mean, it is something that uh, you don't see a lot anymore because now dry erase boards or digital technology. Well, good. <laughs> Good. I don't like the like the, I don't like the way that chalk feels on my hands. Like I was not a sidewalk chalk kid. I was a marker and crayon kid. Uh, drum on something. Can you beatbox? No, I can't. Would you like to try? Yeah. Yeah, let's give it a shot. I never had any kind of training in that, uh, so I yeah I can't. That's great. That was a great oh, attempt. Uh, imitate flatulence. Oh, I did that for the unpleasant noise. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Make an animal call. <laughs> Manipulate your voice. Mimic someone without revealing who it is, either a celebrity or someone you know. <laughs> All right. 
seriously? You gotta be. You're smarter than that. You, you, you gotta be, you, no, no, you're making excuses. No, no, you wanna quit crying? Just go study. No, no, I'm not letting you, I'm not letting you watch TV and you're not gonna be able to use the, the internet until you, you, get, you get an A in this. No, no, you're smarter than that. Well, Actually, that sounded too New York. Yeah, cat Way sounds mean. Too New York. That was my dad. No, you can't reveal it. Ah, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> you, can, you can edit that. That was my dad. I think that sounded too New York. Uh, he was actually from Chicago. Name an instrument. Saxophone. Come on, I'm always gonna be biased. Become that instrument. gonna dance again guilty feet have got no rhythm yeah <laughs> all right so now we're going to sit in silence for one minute okay What did you hear or experience? It just feels, it feels so good to be outside mm -hmm. and not just in my backyard or for two streets walking my, my neighbors and friends dog. Um, one thing that I paid really close attention to was the bird calls. Yeah. Because I can't, a skill that I wish that I had, but I don't have is that I can't identify birds by their call. And I think that would be a really neat thing to be able to do. Yeah. And I'd like to be able to learn that. I mean, it's it's not that I never had the opportunity. It's very easy to find clips of all the local birds on things like the Audubon Society's website. Uh, I have friends that, that are birders that can do that. I, I haven't done that yet. And it's it's on my to-do list. And so listening to the birds, I was thinking, what, which bird is that? Yeah, which bird? Which bird? I know that they're around here, at least. Uh, there are a lot of American robins. Yeah, but see, like, I couldn't tell you that, but, and I, I can tell grackle because everybody in this, in this <laughs> state can tell us, yeah, we can all tell a grackle, but my knowledge begins and ends there. Yeah. Uh, well, ducks, obviously, too. Or a cuckoo, maybe. The coo Do cuckoos live here? I thought they were I a little further so. north. Maybe not. Yeah, I, I mean, and a kookaburra, you, but kookaburras don't no, live no, here. No, 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 no. Oh, they're great. They sound like the Joker. Love them. <laughs> but point being, like, unless it has a very distinctive sound to it, I, I can't tell the difference between a robin or a blue jay or yeah. a uh, killdeer, which I saw my first one the other day. I, see, I can identify them by sight. But a killdeer? Mm-hmm. They're gorgeous. 
They, I, it was my first one. They, they're, they live in this area, and I never saw one. Uh, but that, that's actually what was on my mind, is that it feels great outside. I want to learn more about the birds. I also heard uh, that car leaving the parking lot, and then some cars driving by. Yeah, and I, I thought I heard maybe a cicada buzzing in the background, which I heard that this year there's going to be a ton coming out. So yeah, that's gonna be, I heard that too. I am so excited for that because I love cicadas, and that's another noise that I find very pleasant. It's just like uh, earlier this year uh, with how the weather's been, uh, there was this specific bug that was everyone was seeing and such. And like it was just because of the weather, how it was this year and last year, it was just a rare opportunity that all these bugs were everywhere. How did I miss that too? I love bugs. What is, uh, can you name an onomatopoeia? Pow! All right, clap. Snap. Whistle. My whistles are very quiet. Can you even hear that? Okay, since nobody can, can see this, I have a mask on because uh, I'm allergic to everything. Stomp. Is there a significant sound that you can remember from the past? Yeah. Um, I don't want to necessarily get fully into the details, but um, it's... It's line, I say line delivery, like everyone's an actor. It's the way that people have said certain things. It's not just, it's not the words that I remember, it's the tones. Yeah, and the cadences. And the cadences, and um, um, especially different grief cadences have stuck in my mind. Um, so, I don't, like I said, I don't want to get into details, but that's... Those are things that I remember. They're not always necessarily pleasant, but mm -hmm. it, they stick with me. I know what you mean. Yeah. Hum the first song that you can think of. <laughs> That's a nice reprise. Welcome to the welcome to the the careless whisper smile time variety hour. <laughs> Wham! Yeah. Oh, there's an automatopoeia too. Yeah. Can you remember the first song that stood out to you? Bette Midler's From a Distance was one of my favorite songs as a kid. Um, that, was a, that was one that used, to, that used to pop up on the radio a lot. Um, but I, I grew up in Memphis, so that was kind of like not what I normally listen to. I normally listen to a lot of like Motown, soul, funk, blues, things like that as a kid. Um, but that one made me feel like I was standing on the moon looking back down at Earth. Wow, I love music that can do that. So that's why that's why it's stuck in my head is because it's it's about trying to take a, a macro perspective on things. And I was four. I didn't know words like macro perspective. <laughs> I just remember listening to the song and being like, I want to stand on the moon. Man. And that was what that song conjured up in my head. Um, uh, the world from a distance, the world looks blue and green. And I was like, yeah, you know what? The world does look blue and green. <laughs> well, like it's mind blowing when you're a four year old kid, yeah. you know? And so that's, so whenever I think about that song, I always think about standing on the moon, which is funny. Cause like not even, not even, not even like REM's man on the moon or, um, God, uh, walking the police's walking on the moon. Like none of those songs make me think about the moon. Well, mostly because R.E.M. song is about Andy Kaufman anyway. Yeah. If you think of Andy Kaufman. But uh, always think of 
the moon with that song. And I like the moon. I think the moon's pretty cool. It gives us tides. Yeah, it, it definitely has grand importance to our yeah. planet. Uh, what is a sound that you think of a lot? Um, so I mentioned earlier that I have a cat. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you know, obviously there's a communication barrier because he understands English, but he can't respond back in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think about what he is trying to tell me based on the tones. And since I spent, I've spent the past year trapped indoors, you know, I, I've had to really get to learn uh, how he's communicating. And it sounds. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he's a... <laughs> He's a beach boy. Uh, <laughs> Brian Wilson could learn a thing or two from him. Uh, so that, that's what I think about a lot is what is, what is this, this tiny animal that lives in my home? What is, it try, what is he trying to tell me? Because, I mean, if he's hungry, I can feed him. If he needs attention, I can pet him. But is he in pain? Do I need to take him to the vet? Yeah. Like, I, I imagine. And those uh, sounds are different. Exactly. So I, I have to learn to analyze what, so I think about that a lot because he's in my care mm-hmm. and he's also the, the only sentient being that I have any kind of contact with on a regular basis <laughs> up until recently when I, my two weeks after vaccination were up. So what sound do you think you hear the most? One moment, let me check my, my phone just went off. That is actually a sound that I think I hear the most. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Uh, that is probably a sound that I hear the most is my phone going off. It's my only, uh, for the past year, <laughs> it's yeah. one of my only lifelines back to the world. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe it's not the sound I hear the most, but it's probably the most important sound. Yeah. And I mean, I know that people decry technology as blah, blah, blah. So divisive, blah, blah, blah. It's making us get further apart. And I think that's bullshit. Because without technology, it would have been so much more lonely than I was. Yeah, I think it goes both sides. Uh, but I definitely do agree that like technology is... I mean, you can talk to someone across the world yeah. in an instant. Uh, no other you know, uh, culture has ever had that until now. And it's just like... Or society. Uh, it, it's incredible. Right. So, I mean, I, I... To me, like these little tech sounds hold very high importance because... You know, it's it, how would I have survived without the internet or my phone this past year? Find a new way. Yeah. Is there a jingle or song that gets stuck in your head a lot? All right. So I talked a lot about um, how I've been listening to a lot of funk lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody knows that very prolific bit from uh, Parliament Funkadelic George Clinton's uh, Atomic. Atomic Dog. Yeah. Everyone knows the bow wow wow yippee yo yippee yay bow wow yippee yo yippee. Everyone knows that part, but you know the part that gets stuck in my head and isn't stuck in my head right now is why must I feel like that? Why must I chase the cat? Like to me, that's that sticks in my head more. Uh huh. And I love that little I love that little line. Like, it's a great song. It really is. Do the dog catch yeah. the dog? Oh, it's great. But the but the why must I feel like that? Why must I chase the cat? Like that's that's my favorite little bit from that song, and so that's that's the bit that's stuck in my head right now. I love when songs have those little tiny moments, like that aren't in the chorus or the bridge or something. That it's just like, uh, whoa, that just like caught my ear, you know, just like yeah. that. It's well, just like, like also, my favorite Beatles song is um, "Carry That Weight." 
which is only like not even like a, f- a full minute at the very end of unless you road. do the and full medley mo- medley yeah that's my favorite Beatles song is that, is that little bit okay um what is an album that you really enjoy oh god we're gonna be here all day um so I'm gonna go ahead and go with just like my Desert Island album is The Clash's London Calling oh man you know I actually haven't heard that album oh, I love I The Clash I love it it's it, there's a lot of personal memories attached to it that are all very positive. Um, oh, that's always good. But there's also, I, I love The Clash. They're one of like my top three bands. Um, and, but that, just from the beginning to end, uh, Guns of Brixton is brilliant. Rudy can't fail. They, oh, they try song. to cover so much ground sonically that's in that album that there's there's so much variety to it that you never get bored listening. And I, I used to listen to it at night when I was in college, uh, up late working on projects mm-hmm. to just keep my energy going and my mind uh, focused on the task. So it's a, like I said, it's got personal that I don't want to get into, but like it's, I think that is probably my favorite album of all time. What was the first album you owned or bought? Wow. Um, Or at least can remember. I, I think the Lion King soundtrack. Whoa! And that's such a great soundtrack, too. It is, because it's Elton John. Elton John's yeah. a legend for a reason. Oh, yes. I think that's probably what it was. But, like, I had, I had like, kids' comedy albums. That's not the same thing. Wow. As music. But, uh, I, I mean, and, and you know what? This I'm, I'm saying all this, framing it as music, as if, as if this isn't about sound. But, uh, yeah, so I think maybe some of my first albums were like that. There mm-hmm. were probably some church songs in there somewhere. Because, yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not religious, but I still appreciate good religious music because good music's good music no, yeah. matter, no matter where it comes from and no matter what expi- inspires it. I still love, uh, I mean, I haven't set foot in a Catholic church for anything other than a wedding and a funeral in well over a decade, but uh, I love the hymns. Yeah. I, I love the hymns I like so the, much. Oh, yeah, and I love, um, like on Eagle's Wings as a classic Catholic hymn, uh, Here I Am, Lord. Like, I'll listen to that. Um, I have, I, I really enjoy the hymns of uh, Hildegard von Bingen, um, who's great. I listen to, um, I haven't listened to a lot of gospel music in my life, but the stuff that I've heard has always been excellent. Uh, you know, if, if there if there was ever like a gospel choir playing at Miller Outdoor Theater one night and I was yeah, able to go, I would by. go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, just because just I'm not religious doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not, I'm like hissing and, you know, trying to repel. Because yeah, music transcends religion. That's how I see it, yeah. Uh, are there any specific sounds that you would like to make, either right now or in the future? Yeah. Um, one of the reasons why I'm working with a singing coach is because I'm be, I want to be able to improve my range. Mm-hmm. Um, I can hit a lot of high notes now that I couldn't use to, but I just want to see how how much of a range my voice can can have. And then by doing that, that's going to affect your voice acting as well. Yeah, yeah, but also I just I just like challenging myself yeah. and challenging my voice. Um, so yeah, that's that's a voice that that's a noise that I want to be able to make. It's just maybe be able to pitch things lower and pitch things higher legit 
I wish you the best in that. Thanks. Uh, are there any sounds that you wish to say? I want to do a uh, my sketch portfolio, and I want to be able to perform my own stuff more mm-hmm. than I have already. I've done a little bit of it, but. COVID kind of put the kibosh on me being able to record stuff with other people. Yeah. So what I want, what I want to, the sounds I want to make are the sounds that I already have down on paper. And eventually I want to be able to put more sounds down on paper. Yeah. And put them more out there. So, and, and I know I will. I, I, I'm just trying to reemerge from my chrysalis as it were, because we all are. Yeah. Uh, what sound-related question would you ask the next guest? Let's see. I'm sure this is quite generic, but I want to know, like, physically, how do they respond to sound? Because we spoke a little bit about ASMR earlier, because, and I love it because, to me, that is a very physiological and physical yeah. sound. We, you get, we, like, frisian and, and such. Yeah, or it, you can. Yeah, I feel I feel like I'm being wrapped in a very warm blanket. So what, what kind of tactile experiences do you have when you, when you listen to sound? Uh, and it, give examples, obviously, because there's so many different ways that sound can make your body feel. Like, I do like punk and I do like metal. I can't listen to it all the time because there's times when, like, my physiological response to it is more anxious than I wish. I, I, that doesn't mean that there's a problem with either of those genres. Yeah. I own albums in both of those genres, but sometimes my, phys, my physiology doesn't respond to them yeah. positively. And it's nothing against, it's not about the musicianship. It's not about what it is. It's just the way that it's it just moves the way you. That, yeah, it's the way that my body is feeling at that particular moment. Yeah. Sometimes I have to have um, that, like, soothing vapor wavy sound or yeah. I have to put on my favorite ASMR channel uh, so that's what I want to know is is the different ways that your body responds physically uh, we, we've, we've been talking a lot about the mental and emotional responses but I'm curious about the physical that's a great question thank you uh, Wesley Dimery our last guest asks you what sound is most beautiful to you any sort of tone that denotes joy and happiness and appreciation I think I because I mean it's not just people that feel like that or or like babies don't have the verbosity but you can always tell when they're happy yeah I like happy sounds that come from happy people or happy animals I know exactly what you mean or, because I god just stuff is so miserable mm-hmm and if there's one thing that this past year has taught me is that I just don't want to be miserable. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to sink into toxic positivity where you. Yeah. You ig- neglect anything and everything negative that exists because I think that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I want to try and focus on positives and building. And healing. Uh, and healing. Yeah. yeah exactly. And so to me, anything like that, like I love doing comedy because I love hearing people laugh. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Because of that. And, it's, it's, and entertaining people and bringing them that joy that you're just talking about. Right. And right there, laughter. That is what you're saying. A, a joyous sound. You right. know that these people it's, are happy in that moment. It's why I'm notoriously so bad at drama. Because <laughs> I'm like, 
I'm like, man, I don't want to make people sad. I know exactly or what you anxious. mean. Like, I want, I'm still learning drama. I'm done, I've done stuff that involves drama. I will continue to audition for dramas. Like, I like drama. It's just different. I like doing it. I like learning it. But I think if someone was to ask me, like, you can only do one for the rest of your life. You can only do comedy or you can only do drama. I would be like, well, comedy because I want to hear the people laugh. Or I want to start making them cry until they start laughing and yeah. give them that catharsis. Yeah. Like, But I feel like if I was just doing drama, I wouldn't get the same positive sort of response. Not that, oh, okay, no, you can still get a positive response from drama. That's that's reductive yeah. and, and wrong. Um, but you wouldn't get the laughter. Yeah. It's more dramatic. Uh, you got any plugs or anything before we go? Yeah, actually I do. Um, so I, we talked a little about about my voice acting. Um, some of the stuff that I'm working on, um, the it, they've, it's been announced, but the cast hasn't, so I can't really talk about it. Nice. But one that I have is um, the trailer is being worked on, as so is the first episode. But I am in the um, indie animated series, uh, Wickwood Mythical Academy, which is, <laughs> I'm playing Krista. That's so cool. I'm, I'm the voice of Krista, who is the, um, she is basically like the right-hand woman or conciliary to the, the head of the school bullies, but she's like the worst of the bullies, <laughs> all the same. Uh, I really like her. She's really complex, actually, as to why she is the way she is. Uh, I love the storyline. I think she's a great character. Uh, just auditioning for her was some of the most fun that I have had. That's so exciting. Auditioning. So when I got cast as her, I was like, I'm so happy about this. Wow. But yeah, it's going to be up on YouTube. Uh, and I've seen some of the, uh, like, animation, obviously, that they're working on. And it's so impressive. It looks like a lot of the early 2000s Newgrounds animations. Uh, but, like, yeah. but, like, the lip, the lip sync is so fluid. Yeah. It's so the good. The technology like, is getting better and better. Oh, yeah. It's great. Uh, Dreamhive Studios uh, is the name of the place that's producing it. They are... Uh, B and Olive and, and Jeff, the producers and, and creators and writers, have been amazing. Um, it is... Uh, as it's called, it, Wickwood Mythical Academy, it's um, obviously about a magical school. Uh -huh. Everybody there is like some kind of magical creature, but this is the uh, first class of human students are joining. And it's... And I'm sure that causes so much, uh, all these... There's also a war going on in the background, but I also want to plug the fact that it is extremely LBGTQIA+. Oh, good. Uh, most of the characters are... Uh, and actually, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even intentional that most of the characters are. It was just how it was created. But they, they want to be able to tell a story about a magical school that's actually inclusive mm -hmm. and not created by people who... Are gatekeeping who is and is not allowed to yeah. enjoy their stories. That's um, legit. Uh, so I, I'm very excited for it. Um, I am so jazzed for the first episode to come out and everyone to watch, or even the trailer. Like they've 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 dropped the teaser trailer for it um, up online, Dreamhive Studio YouTube. Nice. But send the, me the link when you can. Oh, I will. The, but the the first episode is gonna. I think people are really gonna respond well to it, and they're really gonna love it. Like the people that I've talked to about it so far have been really excited so i can't wait to show people i'm very honored to be involved um i i love the character that they they put me in and like i said some other stuff can't be plugged quite yet i'm also um it's in between seasons but the voice of talus in the audio drama splintered caravan for anybody who's a fan of cyberpunk stories i kill people with robot bugs <laughs> uh where can people follow and support you yes meredith nudo on uh twitter 
on Instagram, uh, hardcore nudoty, H-A-R-D-C-O-R-E-N-U-D-O-T-Y.com uh, is my website. And Hardcore Nudo Tea, same spelling, is my public-facing Facebook page. Uh, you can catch my writing on there, any news about casting, um, any kind of rants that I feel like I want to share. <laughs> but mostly I don't. Mostly it's just my own stuff or really shitty puns. <laughs> well, Meredith, thanks for being on. Thank you for having me, Sean. It's been an honor. Thanks for listening, y'all. Meredith Nudo. Mm-hmm. <laughs>